Welcome back to episode three of the Mars World podcast, and this is the third and final part of my long conversation with Chris, where we talk about the munchies. Let's just jump straight into it. And talking about smoking marijuana, what's the end result we always get from this? The munchies. The munchies. Oh, I say we. I, I don't know why I said we. Yes, the munchies. The munchies are, are brilliant, to be honest with you. Which brings me on nicely to an article I read today on the BBC News page. Biscuits and chocolates take the shrinkflation test. Now, this has been going on for years, where chocolates and biscuits and stuff like that have got it's, smaller. It's always the quality straight in. Small, yeah. They always, yeah. Uh, they get smaller and smaller, and yet the prices don't go down. So, I'm looking at some of these things here online. Uh, what have we got? Hobnobs. Hobnobs, four years ago, weighed 250 grams for the milk chocolate tube, and now in 2018, the 200, that's a drop of 18%. That's 18% less that's dunkability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I might true. have just made that word up, dunkability. I like it though, you should use it more often. Now, a hobnobs. Are they the ones that fold the bits when you dip them in your tea? No, they're, they're the ones that Peter Kay are like, dunk me, dunk me. <laughs> yeah, these, so are, these are like the SAS of these, these dunking the, biscuits. Yeah, these are the, be the best dunking biscuits. Well, they're 18% less in the yeah. tube now than it was I'm, before. I'm curious though, how much, has it got the prices on there as well? Because It doesn't show the prices on here, no. No, that's a shame. I bet, I bet there's probably at least a 20, 30p pay rise in that, pay increase in that as well. <laughs> you could be right. Yeah. Well, look at this, the Kit Kat Chunky. 16.7% less, right? Look at that on the Toblerone. I will come back to that, okay. but I'm a bit concerned about the PC, non-PC name of this, Kit Kat Chunky. What, what do you mean by non-PC version of that? Can you call, you can't call anything Chunky these days, surely it's offensive. You can't call a Kit Kat Chunky. Why not? It's offensive. How is it offensive? It, well, it implies that it, if he was a human, he'd be wearing leggings. <laughs> um. Well, but it's not human, is it? That's the point <laughs> on this one. No, but I'd, if I was a Kit Kat, I'd be offended. I don't think you should be calling it chunky. Well, well, what would you call it then? Kit Kat what? I don't know. Because you can't call Kit Kat fingers. No, Kit, actually, the Kit Kat fingers is further down the page. Is it? Yeah. What are they like? There oh, it there's is. peanut butter there. Yeah, so that's, get... But that's another <coughs> chunky. Yeah, that's but... chunky peanut butter. Yeah. But would you say, okay, would you, if you had something that had like, chocolate chip cookies? You have chunky chocolate chip cookies. Would you be able to call them chunky chocolate chip? Because I don't know. they're chunky bits of chocolate. I know, but if you know, chunky's just offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I would be offended by chunky. And there's oh, something else here that confuses me, right? Okay. Now that there, little yeah. Mars, because yeah. it's a small one, it's a fun size. And yeah. that one up there, look, Twix fun size. Right. What's fun about it? Who decided, right, that a small version of chocolate is fun size? What's, what's, what are people doing with them, right, that they considered fun? To be honest, I really don't want to answer that question right now. There's some weird people out there and I'm sure they'll find fun reasons for it. I think they've only called them fun size because they're small. Yeah, that's fair. In which case, I may have to put fun size in brackets after my name. <laughs> 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 Fredo's, right? That's right, I remember on, Fredo's. Leading on from these chocolates, right? Fredo's. We all, we all, kids classic Fredo's. Everyone loves a Fredo, yeah? Yes. When I started school, it, back in the day, it was five, 5p for a Fredo. How much was it when you started? Do you know what? There was a Fredo when you started I school. There was Fredo's. When, when I, remember, uh, I remember when I was a kid, there was Fredo's, but I, I mean, we're talking pennies. Yeah. 
we're talking pennies. I, I, like according to you, this was pre awesome cart when I was back in school. <laughs> yeah, might have been. <laughs> um, yeah, five p for a Fredo. Now the. I think the most I've seen is 30p. I did, I did hear someone tell me once that they went to a shop and it was a pound for a Freddo. But I don't know how much of that is true because that just seems ridiculous. But I know someone, I read something on Facebook and they'd worked out the national minimum wage through Freddo's. Um, back it, when they were 5p, you were supposed to get sort of like 72 Freddo's per hour. Whereas now, you don't. You don't even, you can't get 72 Fredos per hour, no chance. So they've worked it out, it's something like £18 an hour that we should be on, we should be on now so that it works out the same amount in Fredos, which I think is a good way of, good maths. Well, that's inflation and that's the cost of living. And if yeah. a Fredo has gone up that much, then I should be on £18 an hour. Yeah. I don't know what I'm on, but it's nowhere near £18 no. an hour. And if, 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 if only a small chocolate bar like that has gone up so much, what else has gone up? Everything. Yeah, but how, but how much? It's crazy. I know. I know. I've, I've heard stories of people saying they, they used to go to lunch and have like, for fifty p, get four fags, coke, and a sandwich for fifty p. Well, you, you love this. Coke for fifty p. Right, we've all, we've already touched on horses and carts when I was a young. <laughs> Saturday morning, I used to go. There was three cinemas in Regen, and on a Saturday morning, I used to go to the cinema with my uh, with my mates. And this was when the new money had come in, in about 1969, 1970, 72, somewhere around with it. Um, well, I was a teenager, so this would have been the 70s. And if I went to downstairs in the cinema, it was four pence. Four if I, pence? Yeah, upstairs was five pence, because they were the expensive seats up on the balcony. So I used to take 10 pence, I'd have 10 pence off my parents to go to the cinema on a Saturday morning. Uh, that would get me upstairs in the cinema and I would have enough change down for a can of coke. Ten pence? Ten pence. Do you know how much it is in the Odeon at the moment? I don't know. Fourteen quid? No way. One ticket. For one ticket? Fourteen that, that, pounds? That's, that's the luxury seats. If you want the normal standard seats, it's twelve quid. Good God. And the, the, the room, of leg room is just not right. There's more leg room. I'm trying to think of an analogy, but I'm not very good at analogies. There's no leg room whatsoever. Wow, I haven't been to the cinema in years. Uh, I just steal everything now off the internet, so I don't... Uh... Rubbish. But, but the amazing thing is, mind you, you go to Cardiff and you've got View and Cineworld there, £4 a ticket. I don't understand how someone like the Odeon can charge £12, £14 a ticket, and the View, for the exact same movies, with more leg room and better screens, charge £4 a ticket. Good grief. £4? £4. What about... The coke and the popcorn and stuff like that. Because the last time I saw that, that was ridiculous. It was yeah, like okay. three or four quid for a little cardboard yeah, tub. It's, it's more sensible to get a, a £10 one where you get three different things. But it's like four quid for a bag of sweets. And only a normal standard size bag of sweets. But you take your own stuff in. There's a Tesco down the road and just... Yeah, otherwise, it's, you look at a 20 quid, didn't you? Yeah. But, Each. Yeah. Just to go to the cinema yeah. and... Well, I know someone who said that it was, what, 30 quid for two tickets, say, plus everything on top, it cost them almost 50 quid for one, wow. one film. That's nuts. How can you... 10p? See, this is why I don't go on dates. <laughs> is this the reason why? Yeah, I can't, I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford the popcorn and the, and the cinema ticket. That's fair. Well, go to the view and you get only four quid there. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Quid bag, bag of uh, popcorn from Tesco, so that's a quid, that's five quid, that's a, that's a good date. <laughs> Maybe I'll take your advice and try that. <laughs>
Okay, changing the subject completely, there's another article on the BBC News website. This is great, I'm fascinated by this. St. Francis Xavier Relic visits dozens of Canadian cities. Now this is a severed arm of a saint. Thousands across Canada have attended public veneration. I've no idea what veneration means. What does veneration mean? I haven't got a clue. Something to do with the Vatican. For the right forearm of St. Francis Xavier. The relic has made a rare trip outside of Rome to visit more than a dozen cities. Now this, if, if you look, this is a wrinkled old arm in there. All we can see is like a little bit of the forearm and the hand. Yep. And it looks like it's in... I don't know, yeah, like a sardine tin. I was thinking sardines. A sardine tin, because that looks like, sardines. it looks like it's in oil as well, yeah. and it's just, you've just peeled the top, like yeah. this has been discovered yeah. in a tin from thousands of years ago, and someone's gone, ooh, an arm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the date on this? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, I don't get it. I don't understand what the fascination is, I'm sorry. Canadians, you are wrong on this one. It's got to be something to do with, uh, he's got to be a Catholic saint. I mean, I'm going to type in veneration because I want to see what veneration means. It's not something... Uh, Great respect. That actually said then, veneration of saints. Right, what does it say there? Great respect. The traditional veneration of saints. Great respect, reverence. Oh, I see. So what they're saying is then they're passing it around so that people can pay their respects to this arm. severed arm in, <laughs> in a sardine tin. <laughs> the thing about that is, though, prove that it's actually that St. Francis's arm. Could be anybody. That could be anybody's arm. That could be just some random hobo down the road. They'll just cut off his arm, give him some money, and he's like, shut up. And I wouldn't put that past the cat. Yeah, I know, right. That's the sort of thing they would do. Yeah. Do you even think that's real arm? I don't know. Or has it just been sort of made up? It could be. I don't know. It looks like he's got a watch on, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they have watches when this arm was severed? I don't know. I'm going to type in St. Francis Xavier. And Let's find out what, where he came from. See how long ago this was. And maybe it'll say how he lost his arm. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps he got caught when somebody slammed the door. That's right. true. All right, so he was a, a Navarrese Basque Roman Catholic missionary. In 1506. 1506. So this, this is over 500 years old, his arm. Surely it should be dust by now. Uh, yeah, well, it's in a sardine tin, and it? it's in oh, sort yeah, of, uh, it's in oil. In 15, oh, 1552 is when he, is it, died, as it said? No way that they know how to preserve an arm in 1552. No, it obviously got chopped off in a cannon factory. <laughs> Did they have cannon factories? <laughs> in 1552? I doubt it somehow. Let's see if it says how he actually lost his arm. Hmm. It's not going to be his early life. Well, no, no, we can no, do no, one-armed... No, no. I'm assuming he was the Pope at some point, or is he just a saint? Going in India. Well, he travelled a bit. Mm-hmm. Southeast Asia, Japan, China. Why not going through all that to find out what uh, was going on? Well, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, far too much information on the Wikipedia page about... Uh, and you can't trust them either. About Frank. So I've did got... You, sorry, did you ever hear about those guys uh, who hacked into... It was a, a village in Scotland. I can't remember exactly where it was. But they hacked into... Say hacked in. It's free in there anyway. But they basically set up a fake idea about this village in Scotland. So it was like their favourite sport was pig tossing. And uh, all these little stupid things that they'd, this village has never done in its entire life. Uh, it's, it's something like... 
the the mayor of this village is is actually the son of uh, this person and that person who's actually an ancestral couple, all completely fake, and everyone believed it because it was on Wikipedia. Good God. Yeah, everyone was, didn't want to go near that village because they thought it was true. And then this village had to come out and be like, no, no, it's true. What are you all about? We're, we're normal people-ish. We're Scottish. We're not that normal. But we're normal-ish. No, that's disappointing because I believe everything I read on Wikipedia. Really? Yeah. Oh, poor you. Because somebody clever has typed that in. No. Somebody cleverer than me. That's not hard, though. These it? are people that they wouldn't drive BMWs, slam doors. I, I don't know. They use Wikipedia, they might be. But they're clever people, I mean, they're almost geniuses. Like, they're scientists. Some of them are, not all of them. <laughs> and the people who write it out, I don't think are, actually. They, they steal other people's work and put I, into it. From what I understand Wikipedia, anybody can yeah, anybody contribute can to Wikipedia. And one of the things I always check, right, every time somebody dies, this is a bit weird, I know, right. but every time somebody dies, like celebrity or whatever, Wikipedia. and it makes the news, I go straight onto Wikipedia to have a look about, you know, who was this person, whatever. I, uh, most of them you know about. Yeah. Some of them I'll go on there and I'll say, who was this person? And it's already been updated. Like yeah. as if they knew. If he's going to die. Beforehand. Future. Which raises a, a strange question here. How did they know they were going to die? Wikipedia people, are they the murderers? <laughs> And they're going around just killing people. Are these people just to behind make a story. it? Yes. Yeah, could be. They're going around murdering people so they can put it up on the. Uh, <laughs> that's right. too ridiculous. What about the uh, the Simpsons one? Which one was that? You must have heard about the Simpsons predicting everything that's going on right now. Oh, they did the Trump one. They did the Trump one. They did the I think it's it Bruce Jenner, the one the the, the athlete who became a woman. Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner, is it? It is now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Jenner slash Caitlyn Jenner. They, they they predicted that. They predicted Disney taking over Fox. They predicted like there's like twenty things that they've predicted and it's all come true. How far ahead? Years before? Years. I know the Trump one was a couple yeah. of years before. It's, it's been like uh, I think some of them have been like five years, four years. It's always been a good couple of years before it's happened and they've predicted it. They know it's gonna happen. Well I got an interesting one year then if we're talking about that and Trump being president. Oh god. If you remember Kanye West, yeah, he said go, in 2020, yeah. I'm going to run for president. Yeah. Which means the choice will be Kanye West or Donald Trump. Oh. That's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, how would you choose between that one? Because they're both a bit mad. Yeah. That's nuts. How do you, how you can't choose between them. You can't choose between them. But then you couldn't choose between him and Clinton. No, I was in. I was on holiday in Jersey when uh, when the voting was going on. I mean, proper Jersey in the Channel Islands, not the not the fake New Jersey in America. <laughs> yeah. And I woke up in the morning. And the first thing I did was put the telly on to find out right, what were the results. And I was concerned, if anything, that Clinton was going to get in. Really? Yes, because that woman had blood on her hands. She was a maniac. She's been involved with everything the Obamas and everybody else has done before, trying to cause bloody wars with the Russians and everybody else, invading other countries, just generally attacking everybody in sight. Yeah, but at least which is very much what the Brits used to do years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's the, the Americans have taken over that role. Yeah. And then when they said, right, the, the new president is Donald Trump, I had a sort of a sigh of relief thinking, well, it might be a, a Britain to go back to after my holiday that uh, she won't have cause us all to be nuked, nuked to death. I, I think that Trump is more likely to nuke us than Clinton would be. I, I don't know, I, I, I'm not convinced. He says a lot of stupid things. I think people like him, a lot of because he's got a lot of supporters. Yeah, I know, but they're all South America, the ones <laughs> who, uh, who believe that black people should be put in prison because they're black, and gay people are wrong, and feminism is rife. 
No, the other way around. Sexism is right. <laughs> <laughs> but so I think I think the, the his demographic is pretty bad in there. It is, but it's still a big number. Well, in fact, it was a big enough number to get him in. But that's that's the thing to go by. That's just because you've got a lot of idiots voting for someone doesn't mean it's the right way to go. Well. I don't know. I, I, the thi- I think this, it was. This is a guy who wants to build a wall around between America and Mexico, and then who promised everyone. He promised everyone in America that if we build this wall, we'll use Mexicans' money to build it. And then he's turned around after he got into presidency and went, "Oh, we can't do that. We're going to have to use the uh, your taxes to build this wall." And all the Americans, because they're smart believed that they could make the Mexicans build a war between Mexico and America. Yeah, well, I don't know any Mexicans. I've never had a swimming pool. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, not even a garden. But, <laughs> but he's, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, I think there was a place for him in the American government because he's very clever with business. He's made billions and billions of billions. I know he's lost it a couple of times. But he's also, he just keeps coming back and makes, and he's made a lot of good decisions financially mm. and he cuts some bloody good deals. Whether, and I think he could have been an advisor, perhaps, in an advisory capacity to the American president. Yeah. Okay. I'm not entirely convinced he should have been the a president. financial advisor, maybe. Because he's, yeah, because he's got no experience in politics at all. That's, that's like me, See, to going me, into it. Yeah. No idea. To me, the Trump, the Trump election was basically just showing who had the most money or who had enough money to be able to do it, because that's what it was about, was he got there because he had so much money that he could do whatever he liked. He could, and really drummed up a lot of support, I think, was the fact that he was, he didn't give a lot of political bullshit, waffle propaganda like everybody else does. No, he wanted to go he back was to just, He's one of the boys. He was yeah. one of the lads and said, yeah, we'll make America great again. We're going to build this wall, keep all the Mexicans out, exactly as we just discussed. And that was his attitude. And people liked that. He was he's straight talking. He's to the point, And he's, the hell with a lot of you. This is what yeah. we're going to do. And everybody's going, whoa, this is a proper person. This isn't one of yeah. these fake politicians. And then he gets it's just telling us what they want us to hear. What have we done? Yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah very much like Brexit. Yeah. Nobody right. took that seriously, did they? No. He was like, yeah, yeah this seems like a good idea, and I'll vote. And then when they uh, come out with the result, it was, yeah, can we have another one? Because yeah, I was only joking. Yeah, we want to go back, we want to go back. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably went, right, the sensible people are going to vote for us, so I can just make a mess of it and see what happens. Mm. Oh. That's enough of that politics nonsense. Yeah, let's not go down politics. Let's get on to the very last subject that I found on the BBC website. Website? Website? website. <laughs> right. How a medieval Welsh town was discovered. Archaeological... I'm stumbling all my words now. Archaeologist Stuart Wilson spent his life savings on this land 12 years ago. So, we just read the words come up here. 12 years ago, archaeologist Stuart Wilson started digging. He first noticed evidence of a settlement when moles started digging up pottery in Trelech in Wales. Now, I think this is hilarious, right? <laughs> because he first noticed that there may be a, a, an archaeological dig site, medieval village under there, under the land, when moles were digging up pottery. Now I've got this image of these little moles with tiny little headphones on, <laughs> with a metal detector in one hand and a small shovel in the other hand, yeah. suddenly coming across a bit of broken vase. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Taking it down the local uh, antique shop and seeing how much they can get for it. Dave! Dave the mole! Look what I found! <laughs> so true. Dave the mole coming over and going, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that looks brilliant. 
<laughs> there must be loads of other stuff here, Dave the Mole. Yeah. But don't tell anyone. We have to keep this secret. We can't tell anyone. We can't let anybody else know about this. But we're moles. <laughs> Very definitely. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so that just struck me as absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and you went with the mole shoveling and walking around with it. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, I found something. <laughs> Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. That's the end of my three-part conversation with Chris. A big thank you to Chris for sharing his views and everything. Join us for episode four when we'll have a brand new co-host and we'll be discussing, well, it could be anything. See ya.